0: August 16, 2008. Four weary men drove off to the Dallas-Fort Worth Airport in the early afternoon. 17 large pieces of luggage filled up two vehicles. Their flight was at 5.15 p.m. They were headed to London by way of Atlanta. The team of scholar photographers was made up of Dr. Jeff Hargis, patristic scholar, Mr. Jeff Miller, textual critic and local pastor, Mr. Andrew Wallace, videographer and technical specialist, and Dr. Daniel B. Wallace, executive director of the Center for the Study of New Testament Manuscripts. The 17 pieces of luggage were not filled with clothes for a long vacation. No, they were filled with photographic and computer equipment for 10 weeks of work in the UK. We came to take high-resolution digital photographs of ancient Greek New Testament manuscripts. This was CSNTM's sixth trip for the summer of 2008. We had been to Albania, Greece, Germany, Michigan, and Florida. Yes, Florida. They do have manuscripts there. For this latest trip, we came to England and geared up to shoot manuscripts at Cambridge. I could tell you how the flight was delayed, with the plane sitting on the tarmac for two hours because of a computer chip malfunction, how one of the guys threw up during flight on his seatmate. How the bus driver in London initially did not allow us to bring all our luggage. Or I could delve into brief descriptions of culinary delights. Brief because there are few in the UK, although they are improving. Or what it's like to wander through the halls of these medieval icons of great learning. I could mention the outrageous prices for food and drink for petrol and transportation. Or the remarkably polite and friendly locals who have instantly made us feel welcome. I'll have to leave most of that to your imagination because I want to tell you about what has fascinated us the most and has drawn us to this island, the manuscripts. We settled in at Tyndale House, a famous residence library for visiting scholars. There are people here from all over the world, Holland, Serbia, Greece, Nairobi, America, Australia, even a few Brits. For some reason, we were given the penthouse flats, two apartments adjoining one another on the top floor. I guess they really liked us. And just in case it was a simple mistake, we kept hush about it. We had two bathrooms, four bedrooms, two kitchens. And between the two kitchens, we could get one oven and one stove to work. It was all ideal for our job. The folks at Tyndale House were very pleased with our visit. One of them, Sir Kirby Lang Research Scholar, Dr. Peter Head, had been working behind the scenes for months, paving the way at the various colleges so that we could come and shoot the manuscripts. There are 31 colleges here, each with its own library of rare books. Trinity College, where Isaac Newton taught, is the most prestigious college with a library of 100,000 rare books and manuscripts. The library was designed by Christopher Wren, the architect of St. Paul's Cathedral in London. The prize of the collection is a 9th century manuscript of the Epistles that belongs to the Western text form. Known as Codex Augiensis. it has a sister manuscript in Dresden, These two manuscripts are among the most important for the text of the epistles, even though they are not particularly early and are somewhat erratic. But often they line up with much earlier manuscripts and confirm that certain readings were geographically widespread. I had the privilege of examining both Augiensis and its sister in Dresden, Codex Bornarianus, in 1995 and 2002. Since Dresden was part of East Germany until 1990, few scholars had had the opportunity to see it for several decades. There was a sign-in sheet that recorded all those who had examined the manuscript in the last 100 years. The last American to look at it was a scholar from Yale University, B.W. Bacon. He did that in 1920. Codex Augiensis has been examined more frequently, but it still was rarely seen. When I saw it in 1995, both a librarian and a guard watched over me like a hawk during the entire time I was examining the manuscript. We began the week by photographing five old fragments that were discovered just a few years ago. The oldest may be from the 3rd or 4th century. They are in the possession of the Corpus Christi College librarian, a wonderfully lively and intelligent man named Christopher de Hamel. He bought them 10 years ago from a London arts dealer. They had apparently been used in more recent but still very old books as binding leaves, strips that were cut up and glued to the inside cover and first page so that the books would not fall apart. Unfortunately, the back side of each leaf was in bad condition and often there was no text left to photograph. But for some of the leaves, there was. And with UV photography, even more of the text was readable. As we shined the black lights on each of these precious documents, the text came alive. Dr. de Hamel graciously allowed us to post the photographs of these manuscripts at the website of the Center for the Study of New Testament Manuscripts. They are numbered 0311 to 0315. Even though these fragments are but small scraps of parchment, their diminutive size ought not to deceive. Some of these are among the oldest manuscripts of the Greek New Testament known to exist, they range in date from as early as the third century to as late as the ninth. Both their date and their contents are significant for New Testament studies. Mark, Luke, John, and Romans are attested among them. These fragments each belonged to different manuscripts, probably all cut up long ago by someone who could not read Greek, but needed some sturdy strips to glue his books together. Collectively, they comprise almost two percent of all known Greek New Testament majuscule, or capital letter manuscripts. Even though they are only tiny fragments, this number alone, along with their early date and interesting readings, gives them great value. One has to wonder how many more medieval books are out there that have strips of ancient manuscripts glued to the binding. We had found two such manuscripts earlier, in the summer of 2008 in Greece. If you've got an old book, you might just want to take a close look at it sometime. Check inside both covers. And look to see if there are any handwritten scraps there, written on parchment rather than paper. Here is a stunning picture of one side of the Romans fragments, eight fragments in all. The text on both sides together comprises much of Romans chapter 8, verses 1 through 13. You can see by the arrangement of the scraps that the manuscript was systematically, yet paradoxically somewhat haphazardly, cut up to be used to hold another book together. This reality almost suggests a parabolic note. The Christian scriptures were sacrificed to give life to another. And yet, sadly, the new creation hardly noticed the sacrifice made to bring it to life. At the same time, those later books acted as unwitting havens for some very old portions of the New Testament. And for that, we are grateful. Surely many more such bits of manuscripts, scraps of parchment, throwaway leaves used as dust jackets and reinforcements for book covers are lying around waiting to be discovered. So many books, so little time, but the adventure goes on.